Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Well, my, my first practice today, I see, you know, it's a group, a uh, great group of guys, you know, I mean, uh, the communication is there, you know, they trust each other. And I really, I watched the games even before that, you know, and uh, I think the way they play, you know, the chemistry in a high level. So I think, like, this is the part of the, you know, the team kind of when you're moving forward, you know, and I think, uh, you know, this is the great opportunity, you know, and uh, when you see the way they play, you know, share the ball, move the ball, you know, kind of everybody kind of back each other. And I think this is what it takes to win championship. That's Orson Ilias over there in his first practice and his first impression of the Jazz. Saying all the right things, PK. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I would expect that. He's a veteran. Uh, he knows what he's getting into. 13 years in the league, I think we said yesterday. So, absolutely. And he'll just come and try to find his way and see what uh, Quinn Snyder has in store for him and go from there. And Quinn Snyder would like to see how he produces and then he'll know better what he has in store for him. So, it all starts tonight, Jazz and the Rockets. Rockets went into the break with a 13-game losing streak, and they made it 14 straight losses with a decisive 125-105 defeat to the Sacramento Kings. P.J. Tucker didn't play, apparently won't play tonight, apparently won't ever play again for Houston. He, uh, he wants to be traded ahead of the deadline and seems to be intent on injecting a little urgency into everything. And then Eric Gordon got hurt, got Helped off the court with a non-contact injury. So, what's left of the Rockets showing up tonight to play the Jazz? Should be an easy win. That's what it should be. It's what it looks like. 8 o'clock tonight. Pre-game will start at 7 here on The Zone with Jake and uh, Tim McComb. And then uh, David Locke with a call at 8. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Nets control, hard to the front court. Out on the left side, Irving's got it. Long three. Bang, he knocked it down. Oh, Kyrie from way behind the arc. 12 to shoot. Devin on the left side. Spots up for three and hits nothing but the bottom of the net, giving the Suns a 10-point lead with under five minutes left to go. Here's a steal by Giannis. He breaks away. Slams it with two hands. A steal. A dunk for the MVP. Blue, top of the key. Three to shoot. Pump fake. Two dribbles. Outside Leonard. Right wing three. A deep one. Oh, yeah. Gooey Leonard. Big time delivery as the shot clock expires. Trey drives. He gets run into. He gets it back outside. Three-pointer, Tony. Bang! And the Hawks have won. The Atlanta Hawks have come back and won. Tony Snell hits a three at the buzzer. And the Hawks win this thing. 121 to 120. All right, there's some highlights from around the league, the games that matter most to Jazz fans. One of those early highlights, you heard the Phoenix Suns beating the Blazers. Devin Booker goes for 35. Damian Lillard's 30 isn't enough. Blazers get beat by the Suns 127-121, and the Clippers blow out the Warriors 130-104. to Top four teams in the West combined to lose 47 games before the break, PK. Why do I feel like you should take the under on the second half of the season? These teams are really going to get rolling now. A little more urgency, and the teams at the bottom, maybe a little give up. I can't answer your feelings. That's something that you're just going to have to come to grips with on your own. What kind of a partner are you? Come on! 
I mean, because your feelings are so complex and so deep, it's hard for me to get down there to the oh, root boy. cause of the issue. How about the top portion of the league is really going to beat the snot out of the bottom portion of the league right now, and the Jazz would better be on their game because everybody else is going to be on their game. I, you know, I'm not so sure about the bottom portion, how much snot they have in them to be able to beat the snot out of them. What does that mean? All right, I give up. You win. Don't ever give up. You win. Don't ever give up. Fine. Don't ever give up. <laughs> Don't ever give up. Jimmy They're Delmo. telling me I've got uh, I've got five minutes and, and and I'm lit up like a Christmas tree. Fanabla. Don't ever give up. Other NBA scores of interest to note. Those were the very shorthanded 76ers, and it didn't matter. Seven guys in double figures. Dwight Howard coming off the bench to give them 18 and 12, and the Sixers beat the Bulls 127 105. No Embiid, no Simmons, no problem. They win again. That's the Knowles they beat if you look closely. I, I just overlooked that and cleaned that up for Yach. I know he likes to put some typos in there to see, see what he can get me to say, but. Seven for seven. That is the number this year. We had uh, Barcelo. Uh, made that George Niang, and now Tony Bradley. I got to admit, I did not know Tony Bradley was on the 76ers. And he went 7 for 7 as a starter because they kept Dwight Howard on in his bench role. So t- Tony Bradley sighting. I knew the Jazz never should have got rid of him. Ah, uh, aha. <laughs> and you heard the dramatic game winner from Tony Snell, right wing, 3 at the buzzer. Atlanta beats Toronto 121 to 120. Nets didn't have uh, didn't have a big guy. No Kevin Durant. Didn't matter. They beat the Celtics 121-109. Kyrie Irving scoring 40 points against his old team. So oh, we've seen that a million times. Yeah. The guy goes back to his old team, his old place, and goes nuts. And Miami Heat big man Myers Leonard has been fined 50 grand and suspended from all team activities and facilities for one week for his use of an anti-Semitic slur during a video game live stream earlier this week. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Tip is won by Evan Mobley. Isaiah White claims it, gives it back to Edie, and the Trojans will have it first. Edie comes to his right. Edie dribbles into a mid-range pull-up and knocks it through. Nice start to overtime for Taj, Edie, and the Trojans. Mobley at the elbow. Evan will face up on Carlson, gets in the lane. Evan has an angle, steps through, left-hand layup is good off glass. USC finally has a two-possession lead. I thought this was my building, and I feel terrible that I'm getting stopped, accosted, asking for passes. Everybody in this building should know who the hell I am, and I'm getting stopped. I can't move around this building. Like I, I was like, what the hell? Is this Madison Square Garden? I'm going to have to call Mr. Dolan and say, geez, is my number in the rafters or what? Highlights from USC's win, and Patrick Ewing does not want to be stopped and checked for a pass at Madison Square Garden. He's seven feet tall. He played at the team for over a decade. And he kind of expects to be able to go wherever he wants. Oh, Who are you? DJ. Who DJ are you? Misses, DJ misses the obvious. <laughs> Who are you? Did you see the meme on, uh, on Twitter? Shot out of no. Space Jam. Charles Barkley and some guy. It's Barkley and Ewing standing next to each other. I'm just going to read all the columns that will be coming forth. And you heard highlights as USC beats Utah double overtime. The Utes in Martinez pressure-free throws to get him to OT. Two seconds left. He went two for two. Plummer 
hitting a rainbow three over a defender to get it to double OT, but the Utes started having too many guys foul out and ran out of gas, and that was the end of that. They finished the year 12-13, and 13, USC into the semis. Well, the good thing is with them losing all those guys fouling out that we got to find out that Brenchley is a creative genius. I had no idea, but Bill Walton told us that when he checked in there. A creative genius, no less, Bill Walton, where, where he comes up with this stuff. Yeah, I have no qualms on the Utes effort. I mean, they, 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 obviously they battled hard. Uh, I do have qualms with the, this dumb foul rule. It's got to change. Yeah, let the team have the ball again if somebody commits over five fouls. And then in overtime, give them an extra foul per overtime. So it ends up being longer than an NBA game, and you have one less foul that you could commit for disqualification. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me why Mobley, who's a big-time prospect, who can shoot a three at the le- at the uh, rim practically with his feet behind the line because his arms are so long. He can practically do an underhand layup. He's so large and wingspan and all that. He can only play a few minutes in the first half because he picks up two fouls. They've got to change that, man. they just got to change that rule. And then see all these youths foul out. I think the Trojans had one guy foul out. This seems yeah. so stupid. Yeah, USC had one guy foul out. The youths had four including eventually Timmy Allen. Uh, Utah State, it looked a lot like Fresno State. They had 18 points, about 18 minutes into this game. But they were defending, so only down six. They went on a 6-0 run, tied the game at halftime, and then came out like a completely different team in the second half. Ended up scoring 50 points in the second half, and they blow out UNLV 74-53. to So Utah State, Colorado State, 10 o'clock tonight, a couple of bubble teams squaring off. Somebody's going to get a good win, and somebody is really going to be stressed when this one is over. They will have put their fate in somebody else's hands and probably end up getting disappointed, but we'll see. 10 o'clock tonight. 10 o'clock? Thought it was 9. It's 10. 10 p.m. to uh, 10 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Scotty G will have the call starting at 9.30. Big Sky, Weber State got upset by Montana. Montana shot over 60% and beat them 80-75. SUU, one is expected, beat Northern Colorado. SUU and Montana State, 5 o'clock in the semis today in the Big Sky. And UVU and New Mexico State in the WAC semifinals, 9 o'clock tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I don't know about him not wanting to be a Houston Texan, but what I hear from the outside, uh, I just know that he's a Houston Texan. He's ours. We're committed to him, and we're going to go with that. As of right now, there is no contingency plan from the standpoint of, of he is a he is a Houston Texan, and 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 basically that's how we're moving forward with it. That's Texans coach David Coley on Deshaun Watson's status. Uh, okay, that's all stuff a coach is uh, supposed to say. You really think on opening day he's going to be coaching Watson? Or should the watch opening continue day? for the season opener? I mean, that's that's not Cully's uh, responsibility. So what he says really doesn't matter. I mean, he's not management in terms of making the trades. I think it's a possibility. The guy's under contract. What's he going to do, sit out? A lot of money to sit out and lose. You're playing football. Why would you want to sit out and lose money? That didn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I think it's a possibility. Chiefs release starting offensive tackles Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, a cost-saving move. It'll save over $18 million against the salary cap. Fisher's a former number one overall pick, and he tore his Achilles in the AFC title game. 
Schwartz missed most of the season with a back injury. And obviously, Chiefs had issues in the Super Bowl trying to protect Patrick Mahomes against that Tampa Bay rush. So, time to rebuild the O-line. And they save $18 million in cap room to go do that. Well, they drew straws on who to cut. And it was Schwartz. That's a Christmas storyline on the F-bomb. The shorts. <laughs> Mom, Mom, what I do? What I do? <laughs> As he gets whacked. I mean, could you do that today? Could you have a parent? Could they portray that in the in today's world? A parent uh, smacking a, a child? Uh, I don't think I've seen it in anything lately. Not that I've seen a lot of movies lately. Yeah, maybe if you portrayed it olden times, because that's the way it was. But if you said it in modern times, or you said it in current day, it seems unlikely. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. So Major League Baseball reorganized the minor leagues, got rid of some clubs, and now they're going to start changing the rules in the minor leagues, test driving stuff that they may want to try in the major leagues. You up for a 15-second pitch clock, PK? That seems long. Don't really need 15 seconds. Call the pitch and let's go. It does to me, yeah. I, I, want, I, I don't know what the average time in between pitches is, so I'd have to see that to determine if that's how that would be. The B's last... And then we saw them on the field had a 20-second clock out there at Smith's Ballpark. Tighten it up, yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, I'd say get on with it. But you know, these things, these that that's not the one that caught me. The, the shifting no, is all the is, shifting uh, rules. Four guys have got to have two feet on the infield dirt. So now tell the grounds crew, carve that dirt a little more towards the outfield, uh, will you? Yeah, I don't know. That you can and then that. they've they've said maybe later they'll make uh, do something about how many guys have to be on which side of the bag. Right, right. But I at mean, least they get it. rid of the second baseman in short right field, taking away well, that line drive single. Yeah, whoever that might be. I mean, Machado made a play in right field yeah. last year. He's a third baseman. Uh, so yeah, I understand that. The, the shortening of the time. I mean, we're talking about three or four minutes, five minutes. Is that that big of a deal? No, I think people would like to see a half an hour cut off a, uh, a three-hour game. But I don't know that you can do that, though. You see what I'm saying? I, I get it. Uh, but I think to I Yach's point— I agree with you, but I don't, I don't think you can do that. To Yach's point, you know, if they take 20, they try it at 15, are we going to see them try it at 12 or 10 seconds and try mm-hmm. to speed it up? But it won't—that alone won't do it. They'll have to do other stuff. And one of the other things is limiting pickoff moves. So if you limit pickoff moves, which is a, you know, more guys try to hit home runs, it seems like guys are trying to run less. So well, they are. it seems because like a smaller. The steals is way down. Right. So hold... I, I don't know how many times they throw over anymore. Right. I think that's old school anyway. Yep. And the fact of the matter is if a game goes uh, two hours and 47 minutes and your team wins 13 to two, do you really care? More games governed by an electronic strike zone. Umps, your strike zone's all over the place. Never mind. We don't need you for this. And I get that. But at the same time, with these reviews, we've taken away some entertainment value. There's no Lou Pinellas and Billy Martins and Earl Weavers anymore going out there, Lasortas and screaming at the umpires and carrying on. You just don't see that that much anymore. And that always was an adrenaline rush 
for fans when you'd see, usually it's, uh, uh, it's, it seems like it's a little dude who's a manager going face to chest with somebody. And so we've eliminated that in terms of getting the right call. It's probably the right thing to do. And it's probably the right thing to do here with the strike zone. But you're going to eliminate uh, some entertainment value. Everything has a cost. Just to, you know, what, how much are you paying for that cost? And is it making the game better, whatever that particular game is? And larger bases. So every base, the side of the base is going to be three inches longer. So now they'll be six inches. The first and second base are six inches closer to each other. Second and third are six inches. And this is said in the story I read, make for marginally more stealing of bases. But they also want to cut down on collisions with a bigger bag. Yeah. So a little safety and maybe it helps a little offense marginally occasionally. Well, I think what they need to do is put two bags at first. Side by side. Ah, softball, baby. So you don't you don't have to run into each other there. All right. Well, they'll extre- they'll experiment with that in the minors this year, and then we'll see how that goes. Uh, one thing on the NFL front, just seeing this come across, the Patriots are re-signing Cam Newton on a one-year deal worth up to fourteen million dollars. So he's headed back to work with Bill Belichick. Back to New England. That's a little surprising. Unless he's dramatically healthier, I wouldn't expect any different results. If they know he was playing with something and he's going to be healthier, that'd be one thing, I guess. But All right, there you go. The latest. Cam Newton back to the Patriots. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz at 830. Chris Camrani covering the Utes, 9 o'clock. He just wrote a, uh, a big story uh, with Quinn Snyder and, and his roots in coaching, and also he's covering the Utes as spring football gets ready to get underway on Monday. And we'll have Kyle Whittingham on the radio Monday and Fridays at 8 o'clock during spring football. The Utes with Monday, Wednesday, and Friday availabilities. Assistant coaches, players too. All right, DJ and PK, the question today is coming up next. Stay with us.